Hey guys, and welcome back to the Of Geeks and Goddesses podcast. As always, I am your lovely ghost host, Fran, and you guys, happy new year! Whoop whoop! Welcome to 2022. So far, not a lot of crazy stuff has been happening because at the time of this recording, it is January 10th. And by the time that you'll probably hear this, it might be the end of January. Who knows what has happened between this time and the future. We are no longer thinking of the past, but we are looking into the future. But ironically enough, we are going to be looking into the past in this episode. But before I address the topic of this episode, which you probably saw on our Instagram page, I don't know if you can tell, but this is pretty crystal clear compared to the sound of before. Yes, my beautiful and lovely boyfriend, Michael, hi, I love you, gave me this freaking amazing Yeti X World of Warcraft microphone for Christmas. He got a super amazing deal on Best Buy and he decided to treat me to something really nice. And he said, I really want you to continue to do something that you really love and I see how passionate you are about this and I just want you to have the best tools for you to just continue to do something that you really like and really love and I almost cried when I saw it because this thing is freaking massive and it's so amazing so dope I've been playing around with it it is so it's just so cool so I'm so happy to have this Michael I love you thank you this will be used forever but yes brand new mic brand new sound brand new motivation going into january my new year's resolution to myself is to be more motivated to just sit down record say whatever whatever pops into my brain and be a little bit more consistent i want to be more consistent this year and in the future so here we are starting off the year strong brand new and i want to give a quick shout out to my sister I love you. Thank you so much. She donated to the podcast funds. Here's my shout out to you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you to my sister, Michelle, aka Nina. I love you. Thank you so much. It was fantastic waking up and just seeing a email notification and a text and a screenshot from her saying, Merry Christmas. I hope this is a good gift. I know it's not materialistic, but I love watching you put your heart and soul into something you love and I want to support that. So she sent that to me and I almost cried. It was something so amazing to wake up to. So Nina, I love you. Thank you so much for supporting me and just supporting what I love and what I love to do. So Moving on from my sister donating. Again, happy new year, you guys. 2022 is a fresh start for a lot of people. It is a fresh start to kind of, you know, just take a step back. Think about what you did back in 2021, what you don't want to do again in 2022, and just move on. And can you believe that 2012 was 10 years ago? Because I sure can't and I don't want to think about it. Like, I feel old and decrepit whenever I think about it. Like, I was a freshman going into my sophomore year of high school. I was a scene kid. I was a baby. I didn't know what I was doing in the world. I thought I was hot shit. Not really, but a girl can dream. But I kicked off my new year, literally watched this on, I think, January 3rd, January 3rd or 4th after work, 
I kicked off my new year watching the Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts 20th anniversary special on HBO Max. Shout out to my friend Alice for lending me their HBO Max account. Thank you very much. I now have access to so many beautiful things. But this was a fantastic way to start off my new year. Some of you guys may may or may not notice. I don't I don't know who's listening, but I was such a huge Potterhead. I loved Harry Potter, Harry Potter freak. You know, I would read the books, I would watch the movies, I went to the parks, like I did the whole thing, right? And I basically grew up with Harry Potter and the movies. So when this special was announced, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, like, I don't know who's going to be interviewed, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. But then I watched it and I was sobbing towards the end, like I was literally fucking crying my eyes out because everybody's grown up and everybody's old <laughs> like everybody is so old like Rupert Grant aka Ronald Weasley is a freaking dad uh Emma Watson is an activist and she's amazing Daniel Radcliffe is doing his own thing still acting everybody is basically grown up everyone's like an adult because back then you know seeing them like literally as fucking kids and as teenagers you you kind of relate to them because that's how you basically see them and you start off. You know, I once was 11 years old wishing I would get my letter to Hogwarts and so I can escape the realities of me living in Florida. But it was just so amazing to see them kind of go through history, basically talking to the old directors, the main cast and crew. It was just so, so beautiful. And they had an in memoriam section of all the wizards and witches that they lost in the Wizarding World. So I was just sobbing towards that part because I, I can't believe that they're gone. It's, it's been it's been so long. Um, Alan Rickman, like since 2016, I remember hearing the news 6 a.m. on the bus on my way to uh, my first week or my, yeah, my first week into college, raining, it was dark and that's how I heard about it. And I'm like, oh, what a, what a, what a great way to start off my, um, my freshman year of college. No, my sophomore year of college. Oh my god, 2016. No, no. My sophomore year of college. So fun. What a, what a way to start it off. And then, um, I believe most recently we lost um, Narcissa Malfoy. I don't, I can't remember the actress's name at the moment, but we lost her. So, very sad. So, it's, it was very melancholic, very nostalgic, kind of like remembering who have we lost during that time period. But, like, look at the impact that they made that till this day as them as actors and as the characters that they embodied we still remember who they are and how much they really affected us so it was just really really beautiful um i had my friend alice basically like beg me and my friend erica to watch it like please as soon as possible please watch it i want to know your reactions and i sent them a video of me crying my eyes out at three in the morning and i am determined to reread all the books again so, how I discovered Harry Potter is kind of common to how everybody else discovered Harry Potter. Like, picture this. You're in elementary school and it's time for you to go to the library and the first thing you pick up is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The cover is beautiful. It's hardcover. There's also a softcover version, but you really like the hardcover because of how beautiful it is and you decide okay, I'm gonna read Harry Potter. I don't know what Harry Potter is. Whatever, sure. 
And after that, I have just been consumed in everything Harry Potter. Like, it was my personality from elementary school all the way towards the end. Maybe, like, junior year of high school, I want to say. It got worse towards 2011 because that's when I joined Tumblr. And I didn't know anything else except Harry Potter, anime, and bands. And some 80s cult classic movies because I thought I was that bitch. I still do that today except without the Harry Potter. But literally going through my old Tumblr blog, I would just reblog anything that had to do with Potter. I was a Ron Weasley girl. You can't tell me otherwise. I'm a Weasley girl. I literally was just obsessed so were my friends. Like, literally, I would go over her house and we would just be on Tumblr sharing each other things, reblogging stuff. She'd be playing, what, Halo, Left 4 Dead, and I'd join sometimes on the co-op games for Left 4 Dead and I would just go back to the laptop and just reblog everything under the sun. I had so many, so many things that I reblogged that was just strictly Harry Potter. I think up until maybe 2012, like, Midway through 2012 is when I stopped, quote-unquote, reblogging things that are Harry Potter, but the majority of it when I first started was just memes, anime, bands, Harry Potter. That's it. I didn't know Supernatural. I didn't want to know Supernatural. Did I want to know Sherlock? Maybe, because it was like England or whatever. But strictly, Harry Potter. That was my shit. That was my bread and butter. That was my personality. There's pictures of me and my friends like posing next to the posters for Deathly Hollows Part 2, which we were fortunate enough to see in a movie theaters, literally premiere weekend. So I was very, very excited for that. I had my Harry Potter shirt on. I brought my Hermione wand. I don't know why I brought my Gryffindor pillow, but I did. My friend had the robe. She had her wand. My other friend had her robe and her wand. We had a photo shoot. It was so much fun. Literally just hyping up this movie to, like, till no end. Because it was the end of an era, the end of Harry Potter, basically. Like, the main storyline. Obviously, we got Fantastic Beasts and the play and yada yada. But those were not, to me at least, like, those are not Harry Potter. To me, I think Harry Potter ends at Deathly Hallows in the movies and in the books. Sure, they wanted to expand on Fantastic Beasts and the play. I mean, the play was okay. It wasn't anything like crazy. I did buy the book. I did get the poster. But yeah, I think Harry Potter to me ended at Deathly Hollows, And a lot of people do agree too, but literally obsessed. I have Prisoner of Azkaban and what else do I have? I have two copies of Half-Blood Prince. I don't know why. Original Prince. And then I have the copy of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, again, also original print, and they're hardcover, so yay. But the way that I read Harry Potter was through my local library and through my school's library. So I would check out basically all the books in order. That's how I would read it. And so once I was done, I would immediately return it, go ahead and get the next one, and I would just keep reading. Like, I was just literally consuming this till no end. And, you know, in elementary school, you're kind of, you're always reading, essentially. I feel like, yeah, you played video games and you were on the internet, kind of, because, you know, it's not that dial-up was still a thing. I think we moved on from dial-up, but, like, the internet was still so brand new in the sense that there wasn't much that you can do without your internet lagging. 
So you were always reading as a kid or you were always playing outside. I was always reading. So I would always read whatever like caught my eye and in tune that moved into Harry Potter. And then after Harry Potter, it moved into like rom-com teen romance novels. And then that's how I started reading fan fiction because I felt broken inside and I wanted to feel something. Basically, I started reading fan fiction when I was 13 and I don't think I should have. And I don't think I should have been reading the ones that I should have been reading on the family computer in front of my parents, but they had no idea. But I guess that's another topic for another day. But that's how based like the chain of events continue like that. You know what I mean? You first pick up your first uh, young adult novel and then you just start crying over Raylo fan fiction like 15 years later and you just can't get over it. I've currently taken a break and a hiatus from fan fictions recently because I'm just so fucking tired and I can't keep my eyes open at night, but I'm on TikTok till no end. But whatever. I've taken a break. Uh, one of our favorite fan fictions recently got privated due to it being published. So my friend just sent me the PDF file of the whole thing. I think it's like 75 chapters. So that's on my to-do list for 2022 to read the whole freaking thing. It is big. It's it, it's a big thing. We call it the beast and I don't want to conquer the beast because I am scared of the beast. But I will I will conquer it eventually at some point. But going back to Harry Potter. So seeing this special and seeing how Harry Potter has affected me as an adult now and as a teenager before and as a kid before to where it is now, it is so shocking to me how much of an impact Harry Potter still has like for today. I go on Tumblr and there's people still talking about Harry Potter. I go on Archive of Our Own, aka AO3, and Harry Potter fanfiction.com. Yes, there is a whole website dedicated to Harry Potter fanfiction, which God bless, because the ones that I read before back in the day, they were so freaking shite that I'm glad that there's a whole website dedicated to it so people can actually write like a little bit better fanfiction. I think we've progressed. But HarryPotterFanFiction.com is moving to AO3, which is Archive of Our Own, which is the superior fanfiction website. Because I'll be honest with you, Fanfiction.net has went to shit the past few years. And I'm so glad I discovered AO3 not that long ago. No, I discovered AO3 like a while ago. But I was going back and forth trying to see if anybody uploaded the fanfictions from Fanfiction.net to AO3. Again, the impact is so big that the Harry Potter fanfiction archive website is going to another bigger archive website. So you can see that Harry Potter is still becoming something, like, has still become something so important and so, like, massive in everybody's lives. On Twitter, they're still talking about it. There's YouTube videos still being made. There is freaking theme parks. Okay, so when Harry Potter, like, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, if we would like to call it, got announced that it was coming to Universal Studios in Orlando and Universal Studios in Hollywood. Uh, I nearly shat my freaking pants. It got announced when I was in the seventh grade, I think. When it was open, it was my eighth grade year. So in the United States of America, we have this thing or Florida residents, 
I would like to say specifically like Florida residents. We had this thing called Gradventure, which is you graduate eighth grade, you go to Universal Studios and you go to Islands of Adventure and you just have fun. You boogie, you get a food voucher and you just go along the parks, you have fun, there's musical guests who do concerts there at night, you get to ride all the rides, no lines, you just have a freaking good time with your friends, you have, there's like a buffet and stuff like that, it's really fun. And then there was also this thing called Grad Bash, which happened when you were a senior in high school. When you're graduating high school, you basically do the same thing. There's a buffet, you go to Universal Studios, and you go to Islands of Adventure. You basically just enjoy the park to yourself from, I believe, 5 p.m. to midnight, and then you drive back home, and that's it. So, during eighth grade is when it was the first official year, I believe, that... The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogwarts, and Hogsmeade was open. And, like, I'm just so fortunate to just be there and to be able to experience all of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, Hogwarts, Honeydukes, Butterbeer, uh, Pumpkin Juice, Gillywater, the pub, just literally everything. So, in, like, in Hogwarts, you have you know, Hogsmeade when you first, like, go in, which is where Honeydukes is, where what used to be the Dueling Dragons is now, um, Hagrid's Magical Bike Ride. That came a little bit later, like, way after. I think, like, maybe, like, like, eight, nine years later. And then you would see Honeydukes, which is the candy shop, the iconic candy shop. And then right across from it was Ollivander's, which where you can get your own freaking wand. And you can get a character wand too. So with the little money that I had, basically the little money that I had, I bought myself my first wand, which is Hermione's wand. I literally didn't want any other person's wand. I think they only really had a limited quantity on the on the wands. I think they only made like uh, Harry, Hermione, Ron, uh, Guinea... Uh, Dumbledore, Snape, Bellatrix. I think they really only had just a limited amount of wands. Like, only the ones that everybody kind of knew that were available. But I was so, so, I was solely determined to just get Hermione's. I wanted Hermione's so bad. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like a really olive kind of green. It, it reminded me of a wood elf. And I love the vines. I just love Hermione's wand. I love Hermione in general as a character. She's one of my favorite characters in the Harry Potter series. So with the little money that I had, I paid for $46 of a wand. And when I got home, my mom was like, oh, show me what you got. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just got the wand. And she's like, what are you going to do with it? Can you do anything with it? And I'm like, nope you can't. That's the best part. You just have it. So now, um, it has been sitting in the same place where I left it almost 11, 12 years ago, <laughs> just sitting there in its box. I haven't opened it, which kind of freaking sucks, but I mean, eventually when I move and when I have a shadow box or when I have something, I will put her on display, but for right now, she is just a prop. She is just the wand in her box. But moving on from Ollivander's, you move forward, you have you're taking in all the sights, all the scenes, and then the first main thing you see, Hogwarts Castle, 
And when you go inside Hogwarts Castle, it is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which was the ride that everyone hyped all year long. That was the only thing me and my friends talked about that we couldn't wait to ride Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So it is a cart. You basically, let me start from the beginning because the queue is amazing. The queue, you are basically going through Hogwarts. You are going through the greenhouse. You are going through the halls of Hogwarts. You are seeing the griffin that like moves to go downstairs to Dumbledore's office. Like you see the the house numbers. You just, oh my God, it is just so beautiful. It was such a beautifully crafted queue. Like nothing was boring. You were not bored the entire time. There were sounds. There was like stuff happening. There was literally stuff happening the whole time. And then going into the ride, oh my god. If you ever have a chance to go to Islands of Adventure and just enjoy Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, wow. Like as a Harry Potter fan, as me, eighth grade Fran, freaking out, 13 years old, ready to take on the world with her side bangs and her bracelets and her skinny jeans and her converse. This was the best thing I have ever witnessed as a 13, as a 12, 13 year old. I think I was, yeah, as a 13 year old. I was just so excited to be there. My friends and I, we were hyping it up. We were just like, but it's the Gryffindor. We were freaking out. Like the whole time I was just speechless. And coming out of that ride, like all of us were like, we have to do it again. And we didn't have time because the lines were really long and we had to go through the rest of the park. And there was just, we had to eat food and stuff. So there was just like all the stuff we had to do. Tayo Cruz was our musical guest. The week before was Fall Out Boy. So we lost. I would have loved to seen Fall Out Boy before hiatus, but it's fine. Yeah, Tayo Cruz. I'm only gonna break, 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 break your heart. Whoa. So coming out of eighth grade, you know, the hype of Harry Potter is so real. Again, like... This is like the third time I'm rereading the books. Like the world is just so big and so open and so beautiful. Like Harry Potter was my shite. And also Tumblr didn't help all that much. And also like not only did Tumblr not help my obsession, but I joined Twitter and Twitter didn't help either. And so did Instagram. Like it was just like all social media did not help my obsession, but in 2010, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yes, they split this freaking novel, which is ginormous, and a bunch of stuff happened, aka the Battle of Hogwarts. A bunch of stuff happens. They split the book into two movies. So, seven books, eight movies. So, Deathly Hallows Part 1 comes out. Love it. Insane. Whoa. Cliffhanger. What's gonna happen? Just kidding. I already know. I read the books. But it's really nice to see it all like in action. You know, where are our heroes now? You know what I mean? They have been slowly defeating these horcruxes and they are exiled from Hogwarts and Dumbledore's army kind of lives and doesn't like there's just like, ooh, you know, what's going to happen? 2011, freshman year, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 gets announced. Everyone is ready. We are locked, loaded. Tumblr is going ham banana sandwich like it is madness on the internet there was also like this parody youtuber duo 
I would watch called The Hillywood Show and they would do parodies of like popular media. So The Walking Dead, Twilight, Warm Bodies, and they would incorporate it with pop songs, The Hunger Games also. And they would like incorporate the pop songs that would relate to like the parody. So they did a Doctor Who one and guess what song they use? Time Warp by Rocky Horror Picture Show. So when the parody for Harry Potter came out for the hype of A Deathly Hallows Part 2, guess what song they used? You would think that they would use like a pretty relevant song, right? No. They used Friday by Rebecca Black. Don't get me wrong, that song was extremely relevant back in 2011, but goddamn, was it not a good option. Don't get me wrong, if I can watch it again, because it's been a very long time since I watch it, if I watch it, I'll get extremely nostalgic and I'm going to start crying. Probably not, but (laughs) it was so not bad, but it was just so bad in a way that it was so catchy, aka kind of like Friday. So I used to know all the lyrics and me and my friend, we would put it in her room and we would sing it and we would laugh and we watch it on the TV and it was fun and her mom got involved. So it was weird, but very fun. But anyway, when that came out, it was literally two months or a month and a half before the Harry Potter uh, movie came out, Deathly Hallows. I like... The internet was so involved in, like, the hype of Harry Potter that I would, like, that I continuously credit and thank Tumblr for shaping me into the woman I am today with my fandoms because they, um, they just shoved that all in my face and that was all that I saw on my dashboard for a few years and then it slowly died out because my interests slowly die out and I'm a new woman and I change all the time. But Deathly Hollows Part 2 was the single most hype thing I have ever been a part of. Like Harry Potter fans in comparison to Marvel fans, there is a difference in the sense of like Harry Potter has a a, a pool, I would like to say, of different people you know, you have your your guys and your gays and your LGBTQ pluses and you have your females, right? And you have your outcasts and you have the people who, you know, felt like they didn't belong and the shy kids and, and the alt kids and they all gravitate towards Harry Potter. And that's the thing that I really like about Harry Potter is that like Harry... Ron and Hermione or and the rest of the gang are just a group of misfits who don't belong who don't really belong in any like box you know what I mean at first when you meet Harry he is a outcasted shy kid who at the age of 11 his life basically turns around and he starts to like you know be a part of this world that he's never really had a like been a part of he doesn't know magic he didn't really have a family either. His mom and dad unfortunately died when he was a literal baby. And he has this terrifying being, uh, he who shall not be named, aka Voldemort, basically haunting him for the rest of his life. Up until he kills him, spoiler alert. So, like, (laughs) Harry is just thrown into this and he has Hermione who, unfortunately, Draco called her a mudblood. And you have Ron, who is a whole wizard family, so he don't he don't 
he don't know what the muggles are. He just knows that, oh, uh, mom does the dishes, but she doesn't. She has magic doing it because he's doing a bunch of other stuff. And then you have Hermione who's like, uh, my parents are normal and uh, I'm just sent away. <laughs> and I'm a witch now, apparently. And then Harry who's like, um, I don't have a mom or dad. I really don't have a family. I'm living with my aunt and uncle who literally want to, like, kill me, but they legally can't up until, like, maybe they can, like, send me away. Um, and they don't want me to, like, prosper or anything. I don't even know how this is legal. And now I'm thrown into this magical world. And now I gotta learn all this stuff and new terms. Okay. So, again, it's just that. And then the stories of everybody else. Like, people relate to all these characters so much. And, like, the professors, too. Like, you can relate to the professors, too. And... Like, now as an adult, I guess, you can kind of understand where sometimes they came from. Like, why do they act a certain way? Why do they say things a certain way? Like, like they were trying to protect Harry and his friends and Hogwarts in general. And just, like, the essence of what Hogwarts was is built from the ground up, basically. And then not only that, like, there's people who basically, like, grew up with Harry Potter, aka me. AKA all my friends, AKA every single person that I've met in the Barnes and Nobles young adult sections <laughs> at their premiere on Tumblr on the internet. Like I will continue to mention Tumblr because I'm, I swear to God, if you were there, like you had to be there. It was one of those things that you genuinely had to be there to experience the impact of Harry Potter in the way that I have and so many of my friends have been impacted by Harry Potter. And we'll even talk about the future now currently of how Harry Potter has re like resurfaced in a way but in a different way that you wouldn't have expected back in like 2011 2012 or even like 2009 you know like 2009 to 2011 was just such a pinnacle point like comparing the Harry Potter fans to the Marvel fans Marvel fans um the majority of them are dude bros not really. So let me explain. So when you go into like a Marvel movie, for example, Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War. I watched both. I went to both. Oh my god, was that theater so loud? I love it. I love the excitement that people bring, the clapping, the cheering, the screaming. Sometimes I wish the screaming didn't happen in certain parts so I can hear the freaking dialogue. And then not have to watch it later on demand or on a DVD or something. I love that. But at the same time, just look at it really fast. There's just a lot of guys in Marvel. <laughs> it's just a lot of men. Because it's a lot of like comic book bros, I want to say. That are like, oh, I know Iron Man. I've known Iron Man since before 2008 when Disney decided to buy Marvel. I'm so happy that you know that. Well, I didn't. Because in 2008, again, I was consumed by Harry Potter. And I was also consumed by anime. And I was consumed about a bunch of other stuff. So, unfortunately, my first Iron Man movie was Iron Man 2. Okay? It was Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is not the good one. Iron Man 2 is not good. I'll be honest with you. The superior Iron Man is Iron Man 3. And also the first Iron Man. But the, Iron, the first Iron Man is just so slow. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like his origin story. But you know what? Iron Man 3 wasn't even that good. <laughs> Thinking about it now, Iron Man 3 was just not good either. Because again, they were setting up for Thor. 
if you watched the post credit scene, I think they were setting up for Thor in Iron Man 3, and there was just so much, ugh, I don't know. They couldn't really say a lot of names, like, they couldn't say Captain America, they couldn't say Thor, they couldn't say Hawkeye. I think they could try to say Black Widow, I think they said Black Widow, I don't remember, but it. I, I think it was just, like, too much all at once. But again, a lot of guys from the comic book universe, and then Harry Potter is more diverse in a way because you could talk about harry potter to literally anyone and they will know what the hell you're talking about marvel a lot of gatekeeping in marvel not that i not that like you know i'm not okay with like gatekeeping but like it was just a lot of it like i felt like i couldn't talk about it to a lot of people but now i can because all my friends love and talk about Marvel. So that's what we do around here. We talk about Marvel. We expand our horizons. We do not gatekeep. We gatekeep certain things. I'm just kidding. Not really. Anyway. So the difference between those two is just very significant, at least to my eyes and to a person who has been in, in both pools. So again, part two, Deathly Hollows. I'm so sorry. We're like jumping back and forth. I had a lot of coffee today. So I feel like this episode might be everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. Haha. <laughs> so Deathly Hollows. Uh, me and my friends, we go to the mall Thursday instead of Friday. So we go Thursday night to check out the movie theater. There was already a line because midnight release. Now they do like 7 p.m. releases on Thursdays. No, ma'am. There was midnight release. You had people lining out the door robes wands merch shirts like literally everybody was just cosplaying as like harry potter characters people from hogwarts like you had gryffindor slytherin hufflepuff ravenclaw you just had like everyone and it was just so amazing to see and like we were all freaking excited because the next day which was friday we were gonna see it after school so after school comes like that was literally all my friends and i would talk about we were literally hype up Harry Potter till non, like, non-freaking-stop. Like, we were just so excited. And Friday afternoon, we leave school, go to my friend's house. I change. I grab my stuff. She picks us up. We go to Kendall Re- uh, Regal Kendall. If you know, you know. And we just sit there. We're, the, we're one of the first few people in line. We have our drinks. We have our snacks. I have my wand. We're ready to go. I'm so hyped. One of our friends comes a little bit later, but she makes it in time before the movie starts. And we are like in line, like me and my friends are like singing like the Harry Potter uh, parody song. We're singing another Harry Potter parody song that um, kind of like mashes together like all of the events that happen in all the Harry Potter movies leading up to Deathly Hallows Part 2. Very fun. It was was all acapella and I think it was done by the YouTube creator Paint. Again, if you know, you know that video is fantastic and I can sing it back to you if somebody plays it and genuinely I don't think I should be remembering things that do not matter anymore, especially like almost like 10 years later, but it's fine. We moving on. We're just ready to go for this movie. Like I'm so excited and it's IMAX, we're sitting down, lights off, trailers pass, WB logo comes up, and I am transported into Deathly Hollows Part 2. 
I cry, I scream, I cheer. I am just so happy and so sad at the same time to see something that I basically grew up with, books and movies-wise, basically end in front of my eyes. And it was just so beautiful to experience something that me and my friends and so many people grew up with like end in such an amazing way too like no complaints about the last movie like it was just so it was so beautifully done again there was like some scenes I wish they added or whatever and I wish there were some scenes that were a little bit longer but just a lot of suspense a lot of like moments where I didn't think it would be done that way and I was just very happy that Harry Potter ended the way it did and I left that theater very happy. My friend had her camera so we did like a little mini photo shoot, super fun and that was it. That was the end of Deathly Hallows Part 2 and I don't think I've watched that movie again (laughs) in like a really long time. Not because like oh I don't want to cry, it's depressing but it's just the Harry Potter movies are really long. Like all of them are almost two hours and me and my friend, we made the mistake before we watched Disney Hallows Part 2. We were like, let's do a Harry Potter movie marathon. She's like, okay. We finished Philosopher's Stone and I was fucking falling asleep. It was 10 p.m. and her parents picked her up. So, like, we couldn't even, like, finish. We didn't even do another movie night. It was just so bad. Like, we were literally falling asleep. Philosopher's Stone is the introduction to the world of Harry Potter. It's a nice little cozy blanket. And then everything else, the blanket starts being ripped from you because it's just like, oh, everybody that you love and care about? Nope. We're moving on. They're not going to be here that long. Don't have a favorite. The main cast, sure, because everybody got plot armor, but just don't have a favorite of like side characters or anything. So after the last movie, basically, I my interest just continued to shift like everything. And my hyperfixation of Harry Potter kind of fizzled away into the sunset. That was it, basically. Like, again, to me, I think Harry Potter ended there. My Harry Potter, not the Fantastic Beasts or the play or whatever. Like, nope, that was just it. And my Tumblr changed into more band-oriented, anime-oriented, movie-oriented, just in general. There would be time to time where I would see something Harry Potter-related, but everything just, like, shifted. You went from Harry Potter to now Super Who Locked, and Doctor Who was just, like, a whole other thing I tried to get into, but it was just so... Not that it was complicated, but it just hits a lot. And then Sherlock, eh. And Supernatural, eh. Nothing really grabbed my attention like how Harry Potter did. And so my Tumblr changed... I left that old blog, I made another blog that was strictly kawaii anime, and now it's just another garbage pile. And that's it. So why did I change from being the Harry Potter super freak that I was to now this charming young lady telling you about her past through a podcast? As an adult and as a person, I guess, not only do you, your appearance change but also just like what do you like what you don't like your ideology your morals just you as a person like what is your like something that you love like it changes all the time which is like life everything changes everything will die and like regrow and all that stuff so harry potter kind of just fizzled out into nothing me once was loving harry potter to the point where i had like 
original prints, books, like a fat bracelet, <laughs> a necklace, wands. I have original Elmer's glue gel quill pens. I have an original uh, music box that plays like a little ballad when you open it up. I have an original like, what is it? Like a uh, gift bag. I don't know where that came from. Like it's all stuff that I have that I grew up with to now just, you know, me being more obsessed with anime and movies and anything pop culture because that's how I am. That's how I've always been. So to me, what I think it is, is that like, I feel like JK Rowling tried to expand so much after Harry Potter. Mind you, Harry Potter has become such a phenomenon since 1997, since as long as I've been born. Harry Potter is 25 this year, guys. 25. The movies are only 20 years old. So that is just, that's just crazy to me. How the movies are 20 and the book franchise in general is 25. So I feel like when she tried to expand so much onto the Harry Potter universe, even after Harry Potter period is over, I felt like that was not, like, no longer appealing to me. I was not interested in the play as much as everybody else was. I still bought the book. I still have the poster, like, the Target exclusive poster. But after that, I was just like, eh, you know, I'm, I really didn't finish the book. The play was not interesting to me in any way, any way, shape, or form. And then when Fantastic Beasts got announced, I was like, oh, that's cool that's it. You know, like, you can, like, shove all these great actors in my face and stuff like that, but, like, if I'm not interested in, like, the plot, the story, just the overall thing in general, like, I just wasn't interested in it. Like, the first movie was okay. I didn't watch it. I've heard reviews of it. The first one was okay. The second one is all right, and then this one, which is The Secrets of Dumbledore, a lot of I wouldn't say problematic things, but a lot of things have happened with Harry Potter in general, with J.K. Rowling in the past couple of years, and the actors in it as well. This whole thing with Johnny Depp, like, I don't know. That really just took away the magic of what was, what once was Harry Potter in my eyes. So, Again, my interest fizzled out and died, and then there have been moments where I wanted to revisit Harry Potter, the movies, and the books to kind of, you know, reclaim that nostalgia that I once had. Like, during the pandemic, like, during the first times of quarantine, you were so bored out of your mind that you really didn't know what to do with all the spare time that you had. Me, specifically, I wanted to revisit everything from my childhood and try to reclaim that little bit of serotonin that I had left to the point where I dyed my hair. And now my hair is short again. <laughs> so, like, again, what I said before during the quor during quarantine, like, I watched all of Star Wars with my dad. And I cried my eyes out and then I had to go back to work because I was an essential worker. Um, and I tried to play video games and I finally finished Final Fantasy XV and I was almost done with Persona 5 and then I had to go back to work. And I was watching movies and anime and shows, like, I was catching up on my life that I didn't have time to catch up on. And then I thought about Harry Potter and I was like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I want to revisit Harry Potter after so long. And when I wanted to, 
Um, it was too late for me. <laughs> and then also during 2020, unfortunately, J.K. Rowling did come out with some pretty homophobic, transphobic um, stuff that she tweeted about. Her publicist called it a senior moment, but by the time that the publicist said something, the entire community basically was like all eyes on her and they were disappointed and they were trying really hard to educate her on um, how to identify trans women and trans men, what are the pronouns, what's, what is like acceptable things to say and stuff like that. And so she didn't listen to that. She didn't listen to anybody, like to anybody, to anything that anybody was saying and just continued to say a couple more things. And then the Harry Potter community of what was there, I guess, basically was like, okay, I think it, I, I think, uh, I think it's time to stop. I think it's time for us to kind of hold her accountable in a way and just stop. And threads upon threads of small creators, small businesses, people su- like saying to support small businesses, to not support anything that JK Rowling does, says, uh, anything that is Harry Potter TM, like hers, like Warner Brothers, anything like that. Like people were saying to not support it, to not give her the money, um, to support small creators and small artists instead if you wanted to buy anything like Harry Potter related in, in that sort of way. And then a lot of people were saying it's kind of hard to avoid all of that because anything that has to do with Harry Potter is hers. Anything that has to do with the parks or Warner Brothers is hers. So it was this whole like back and forth and should we separate the art from the artist? Like what can we do? Like Harry Potter's my childhood, all that stuff. And I highly agree. I highly, highly agree. It was very difficult for me at that moment to kind of just be like accept like oh (laughs) no. Like, that's not me. I am a proud ally of the LGBT plus community. I have trans friends. I have non-binary friends. I have friends from all over this beautiful rainbow that is the LGBTQ plus community. You know what I mean? So, like, anything that JK Rowling says after that, has said after that point, like, I just don't, I can't, I don't understand Immediately when that stuff, like, came out, like, I unfollowed her. I was like, I'm done. Don't get me wrong. She was been saying some some crazy-ass stuff before. But this was just kind of, like, the icing on the cake. I had her muted because I was, like, not interested in anything that she was saying. But after that, I unfollowed a lot of Harry Potter Twitter accounts that I still followed. And a lot of Harry Potter blogs have said that, like, we are a proud LGBTQ plus ally website. We're a proud ally Twitter. We do not support any transphobic or homophobic things that have said. Any donations that we make are going strictly to trans websites, community funds, anything like that. So it was really amazing to see anything dealing with Harry Potter like fan sites There is a Harry Potter fan site that has been operating since 2001 that I was following on Twitter when they first started back in 2009. I I followed them in uh, in 2011. 
And they were like, we do not support anything J.K. Rowling. Any news that comes out from her, we do not like support it or anything like that. We are strictly only following Harry Potter actors. What are they doing after? And uh, trans rights or human rights. We support the LGBTQ plus community. And um, anything that J.K. Rowling tweeted, they were literally like debunking everything that she said. Like with facts, with like scientific proof like just stuff in general and that left me so much in like awe and shock but so happy and so proud at the same time because I'm just like wow these people who have been operating for almost 20 years are just giving the middle finger to JK Rowling and it was nice to see the community stand up for something like this to stand up to its creator basically and it was shocking to me and so it, it a lot of emotions, but disappointment in in what J.K. Rowling has said. And so I have my friends too. And, you know, they, it was just shocking to them and hard for them. Because again, like, like I've said before, Harry Potter is so big and has affected so many people that for you to just hear this, it just fucking sucks. So... That's where we are now. So anything that has to do with Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore, any crap that has to do like with like with her, I guess. Nobody wants to be involved in it. And again, the whole thing of it's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, it is kind of hard to avoid because you want to have a nostalgia trip and you want to watch all the Harry Potter movies again, but you don't have them on DVD. And, you know, like it's kind of hard to find it free on the internet sometimes. So you have HBO Max and you give the streams and whatever. But it is what it is, I guess. At the end of the day, it's what your morals and what your beliefs like kind of like guide you what to do in, in a sense. I still love Harry Potter. Harry Potter was is and still was and still is such a big part of my life, of my childhood. I am fortunate enough to have physical copies already bought. I'm fortunate enough to have all the movies and DVDs so I don't have to go ahead and buy them again. But I live in Florida and it's very common for me to go to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure so unfortunately that's that but it would always leave a sour taste in my mouth to whenever I decide to go to the parks again. I won't look at Harry Potter the same way as what I used to look at it as like I I held JK Rowling in such a high pedestal because she was this this one woman who created such a universe but now I would just I would just stare at it and be like huh how can something so amazing come from a woman so foul and and so misguided and so like so ignorant that's where the community stands too like just disappointment you know what I mean in the beginning of this episode, I talked so highly and so proud of what Harry Potter meant to me. And now it's kind of dying down, like down to a low, just the low end of the roller coaster. Towards the end of it, where you're about to get off, you enjoy the ride and now that's it. It's over. So everything to me dealing with Harry Potter, it's all nostalgia. Like I'm happy that my friends now, you know, we can reminisce and talk about it and stuff like that. Uh, my friend Alice, who gave me the HBO Max account, is rereading all of Harry Potter again. And so they're inspiring me to reread all of Harry Potter again. And I really, really want to because I really want to read Harry Potter again.
but through the eyes of an adult, not in, not through the eyes of a of a child of a teenager growing up relating to Harry, Ron, Hermione, and the gang. But maybe this time around, I can under like I can kind of read and have a better understanding as to why certain characters did certain things and stuff like that. So we'll we'll see how that journey goes towards maybe the the middle for my summer reading of 2022. So with that being said, where is Harry Potter now? What are my thoughts on the nostalgia of Harry Potter? And what is the impact now currently that Harry Potter is having? So from Tumblr, we are replacing Tumblr with now the popular social media platform, TikTok. During 2020, again, quarantine made everybody a little bit creative. And they were doing a lot of Harry Potter TikToks. I think TikTok gave life again to Harry Potter, the book, the movie, just the series in general. And a lot of people are still being obsessed over Draco Malfoy. I guess it's kind of obvious. We all like the bad boy. But it's so cool seeing everybody's like original Hogwarts character living in Hogwarts, interacting with Harry, Ron, Hermione, and the gang. You know, just seeing... Just a brand new wave and a brand new cycle of Harry Potter fans on this social media platform. And I'm just happy to see that. It got a little annoying in the beginning, but after that, it just became like, oh, that's cool. Harry Potter TikTok and stuff like that. Like your original professor or your original like wizard or witch or whatever, or haha, I'm a Death Eater and BBB. You know, it was, it was just cool seeing that, that so many people want to put like self-insert themselves into the Hogwarts universe during the time where Harry, Ron, and Hermione existed. And I don't know, just, just seeing that like really made me like be very nostalgic and just be like, oh, I used to be like that. And it's really cool just seeing that. And with HBO Max and just streaming services in general, having cult classic movies, especially a big franchise like Harry Potter be available for streaming, it's really cool. And it's easily accessible when you're bored and it's a rainy day and you want to feel cozy and and nostalgic and you want to go through the emotional roller coaster that is Harry Potter, starting from the Philosopher's Stone and ending at Deathly Hallows Part 2. Quite of a journey. (laughs) Quite of a journey, if I'm being honest with you. And also with the expansion of the Islands of Adventure uh, part of uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So in Islands of Adventure, you have Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. And then also in Universal Studios, which is the thing that they recently built, you have the train. If you're uh, if you're park hopping, you have the train that connects you from Hogwarts Station, uh, from from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Sorry, to Hogwarts Station, where you get off, and then that's when you can go into the rides and stuff like that in Hogsmeade and in Hogwarts. And in Universal Studios, they created Diagon Alley, which is basically the central hub of sh- like the shopping central of the Wizarding World. So that's where you see the gang basically buy all their supplies and stuff like that before they can go ahead and head out to their year at Hogwarts. It's really cool because they have Gringotts Bank and they have the dragon and then inside is the Escape to Gringotts Bank ride, which is so fun. It is honestly so, so, so fun. I like that one just a little bit more because it's a roller coaster instead of like a simulated ride where you just sit down compared to um Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. I prefer Escape to Gringotts 
a little more because it's just a little bit more fun and a little bit I don't know I just like that one better I, I think and that one's a little bit more updated too and they also have the Hogwarts Express from King's Cross to Hogwarts Station so what they build is that basically it is a train that simulates it moving it's moving but like it's not like you don't see the outside it's like a screen for it to like emanate uh, the passage of time and the passage of you being in King's Cross, platform nine and three quarters, to Hogwarts Station where you step off and then you go into Hogwarts. So if you have a park hopper pass or you're an annual pass holder, they scan it and then you can go ahead into the train, you hop on it, and that way you can easily travel from Universal Studios to Islands of Adventure. I did it during July of 2020 and oh my god, it was beautiful wow like there was a dementor in there dude oh so beautiful it was i think it was so beautifully uh, crafted it really made me feel like i was on the train with the crew so 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 much fun i wish i can ride it again but park hopping is a little expensive and i don't have the annual pass it's not expensive but it's just like the annual pass is not expensive but it's just like like ah money. And the most recent thing that they added in Islands of Adventure, when you go ahead and cross to Hogsmeade, is Hagrid's Magical Motorbike Adventure. I have messed up that name so many times because I don't know, my brain just doesn't want me to say it. But oh my god, zero to 60, it's the same people that made Cheetah Hunt in Bush Gardens in Tampa. Dude, oh my god, if you have the chance to ever ride that ride, the line is so insanely worth it. The queue is beautiful. The ride itself is beautiful. It's fast. It's in your face. It's so amazing. It makes me miss Hagrid so much. Like, I rode that ride and I'm like, I want to watch all the Harry Potter movies again because it was just so fun. Like, I've always wanted to be on that motorbike and now I was and it was just so beautiful and so 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 much fun like I screamed my absolute head off a fantastic addition to the wizarding world probably like a top-notch thing what sucks though this is the negative part what sucks is that they took out dueling dragons and if you do not remember dueling dragons was a uh it, it was two coasters and basically you would go either on the blue dragon or on the red dragon and there was a part where they would come on the loop and you would basically like cross in front of each other like if they were fighting it was so beautifully crafted and i was so terrified of roller coasters i kind of still am i regret going on rip ride rocket no thank you i will never do that right again i am so sorry I think it's also outdated, but Dueling Dragons as a ride in general was so like hyped up ever since I was a kid, you know, I would see the dragons like fight against each other and stuff like that. After Great Adventure, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride Dueling Dragons and I'm gonna say I did it. And then they announced that they were gonna tear it down. <laughs> they announced that they were gonna tear it down and they were going to create a brand new Harry Potter experience ride. And I was like, okay, I guess that's it. And then here we are with Hagrid's uh, magical motorbike ride. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic ride. Fantastic. 
no complaints what a beautiful ride i i just wish i went on doing dragons just like once <laughs> for me to say i did it it's a fantastic addition really really brings everything together and you have the hippogriff ride like literally not that far away fun fun fact i don't think anybody knows this i think the hippogriff ride either used to be a unicorn ride or the woody woodpecker ride it's true look it up but that's where we are now in like harry potter and where it is now still popular still kicking and screaming bunch of stuff still adding to the parks i think it was a pretty smart move for them to put them in the theme park because it's also a warner brothers property and also universal is part of warner brothers i don't know this weird buying and selling and whatever thing of like companies is just weird it's like marvel land in islands of adventure you know you got the hulk you got spider-man you have all this stuff and marvel's owned by disney and like why is it in universal spoiler alert because universal at once upon a time had rights to marvel back in the 90s so that's where we are now still haven't been on the hulk you can kind of tell that i am not a roller coaster person michael though my boyfriend he is a roller coaster person and he, like, when we went to Halloween Horror Nights, he went on a Rip Ride Rocket and he was totally chilling. And I was here shitting my pants because I didn't want to go on it. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters. I like some roller coasters. I do not like all roller coasters. The ones with the top hat and the spinning 360, I will literally throw up. I am a queasy person. I, I can become very nauseous very fast. No, thank you. I am trying to enjoy my day. I'm not trying to scream my head off during a roller coaster. And I also forgot to mention Pottermore. Oh my god. Pottermore, when that was announced, was a literal storm. So how it was is that if you wanted early access for Pottermore, you had to go literally on my time. It was 6 a.m., and you had to go to specific website to find a specific ad that was catered towards Harry Potter. And you had to press the quill, you had to enter a answer of the quiz, and then you would grant your access code. You would put in the access code into the main Pottermore website, and that's how you would get early access beta to Pottermore. I forgot all the login information. I don't even remember my username. I think it was like Raven, Rose Raven, Rose Blackenwood or Rose Ravenwood something. You couldn't even create your own personal username. You had to create what was like available to you, like a randomizer or whatever. So I did. And I have the email still. I just don't know the password. And I feel like what what Pottermore was hyped up to be did not live up to the hype, at least on my end. Like, me and my friend, we would literally stay, like, we would wake up, like, she would call me, like, six in the morning to go ahead, go on the website, find the, find the ad, get the thing. Like, it was a whole mission and a half. The problem was that the first time around, the first time that she got it, I couldn't get it. And so, the second time around, I had to wake up so fucking early. I was not home. I was visiting my aunt's place in West Palm Beach. So I had to get up early as fuck, go onto her computer, 
at six in the morning, find the ad, enter the thing, put in my information, and then sneakily go back to sleep. Don't know how no one found me. Don't know how I freaking did it, but I did. That's how I got into Pottermore. Again, that was a whole moment in time. It was one of the things like you just had to be there and I was there <laughs> through all of it. I have a screenshot of me being accepted into Hogwarts through the website. So much fun. I mean, I was taking the Sorny Hat exam. I was sweating. Like I was visibly sweating and my dad was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing math. I wanted to be in Gryffindor so bad. I manifested. I prayed. I answered all the questions. And on the last one, when I said, are you ready to know which house you are in? I was like, fuck, 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 please, please let me be big Gryffindor. Like I had, I was praying for two minutes and I press enter and I open my eyes and it's like, congratulations, you have been accepted to Gryffindor. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die right now. This is what I've always wanted. Did the sorting hat, got my wand, all that stuff. Uh, I never logged into Pottermore again. I don't know what happened. I think there was just so many bugs or something because so many people were going in that website. Again, Pottermore was just hyped up to be something that I don't think at the time, like there, there was like an execution and nobody was there for it. And now like if you want to even know your like what house you are in, you have to create a Harry Potter fan club account to like even bother knowing officially what your house is. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put my email because it's going to tell me, oh, you have a Pottermore account. Do you remember your Pottermore password? No, I don't, unfortunately. And I don't want to remember. I'd rather leave that there in the past, locked in a safe and whatever. Again, so many bugs. It was in beta for the longest time, hyped up nothing really came to fruition about it. I think they wanted it like a Club Penguin kind of thing, like a Magic Kingdom Kingdom kind of thing, like an IMVU kind of thing. IMVU, oh my god. Like a Guy Online kind of thing. But yeah, just never really came into fruition. I don't even know how it looks like right now. And I'd rather stay with the nostalgic aspect of it. So funny enough, I took a water break and I decided, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up Pottermore. Where is it now? It got deleted. <laughs> it literally closed down in 2019 due to property issues. And I'm just like, yo, this isn't good. Mind you, the website lasted quite some time from the time that it was open, I think in like 2011, 2010 to now. It got replaced with the Wizarding World website, which is what it is now. So if you look up Pottermore.com, it will redirect you to the Wizarding World website. And you can merge your Pottermore account to the Wizarding World website or something like that. If you wanted to look up what Pottermore was or was like before, I think the Wayback Machine either helps you or there is a, a thousands of screenshots on Google Images right now if you just look up Pottermore. It's giving me mad nostalgia because, again, I have not seen this website in so long. Like, I don't even remember anything. What it was is that you can, when you're sorted into the house and you do, if and you, like, accomplish, like, certain tasks and stuff like that, you can earn points to your houses and you win house cups and stuff like that. So, it's really, really fun, really cool. If you had friends on Pottermore, you can see all your friends' progresses. You can see where they are. I don't think you could have messaged your friends, 
but definitely you can read excerpts of certain books, aka Fantastic Beasts, like the main book of what Hermione used to read. You can read it there. Certain things would be unlocked. It felt very nostalgic, but also very new at the same time. You can also find your Patronus too. That was a new thing. I don't remember what my Patronus was. I think it was like an otter or a fox. No, I think it was an otter. I don't really remember. <laughs> I might do it again so I can remember what my Patronus was. But Pottermore was really cool, but at the same time, it fell onto itself because I think a lot of people really, like, it tried to be something that not a lot of people really wanted. Like, you had to think and stuff. It was cool. It's really nice. It's It was illustrated like how it was, like the covers and the books and stuff like that. Really beautifully illustrated, but again, fell onto itself and now it no longer exists, but in the memory of anybody who was a part of it. I didn't get that far into it, so my knowledge is very limited, but the screenshots do show me a lot. So Pottermore was something, but just wasn't it. So with that being said, 20 years of Harry Potter movies and almost 25 years of Harry Potter wow, what a journey, genuinely speaking. I wouldn't have imagined how much of an impact Harry Potter has had on me and so many of my friends online, um, in real life, in all over the world, basically. Like, everybody knows Harry Potter. Everybody knows the boy who lived, his two best friends, Dumbledore's army, Hogwarts, just everybody in general. It's just so crazy to me how this franchise has like exploded and has made such an impact on literally everyone. And there's so many people who want to recreate or have tried to recreate the magic of Harry Potter, but I feel like it was one of those, the place and time and where we were and who we are now. Like, I feel like you, it was one of those things like you just had to be there to experience it. And that's what I always say about you know, talking about Harry Potter or talking about anything in general, whether, whether it be like concerts or moments in time, you know, it's one of those things like I can explain it to high heaven, but I feel like you really just have to be there to experience the full thing. That's, that's where we are now. And, and Harry Potter continues to live and breathe as if it was not even a day old. And I'm very happy to see where all the actors are now and how everybody is as an adult, as like parents, basically, but mostly as like adults. And I'm just happy to be a part of this franchise, even with the dark and gloomy days that we've been having recently with its creator. But I am a Gryffindor through and through. I have taken the official Pottermore sorting hat exam and I am a Gryffindor. I've taken the American version, which was introduced in Fantastic Beasts. I am the American's version of the wizard school's Gryffindor. Double confirmation from official sources, I am a Gryffindor. My boyfriend would like to say that I am a Hufflepuff. I call him a Slytherin and that's where we are now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me all throughout 2021. I know they say this all the time, but I promise I will be back with a brand new episode. I'm still planning to collaborate with the Two Odd Otakus podcast, but the holiday season and the pandemic really did kind of affect us in trying to 
figure out our schedules and stuff like that, but I promise that collab will be coming soon. And in 2022, my goal again is to be a little bit more consistent in the Instagram page and in the podcast as well. So you'll be seeing a little bit more from me this year, hopefully. And again, do not forget to check out our Kofi page. I still have a bunch of stickers available and ready to ship whenever you guys want. And if you buy, I will shut you out in a future episode and you'll be getting a personalized note from me whenever you guys decide to buy the stickers. They are super, super cute. Thank you to the lovely Harushududu again for doing the art. My little icon girl will live in your water bottle or your phone or your notebook or whatever. If you'd like to support the podcast, consider checking out our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash of geeks and goddesses. That's ko-fi.com slash of geeks and goddesses. Every donation that you guys send will go directly to support the podcast and we'll actually shout you out in a future episode as well. Whether that be your personal or your business page, just let us know and we'll shout you out as a thanks to donating to the podcast. And don't forget to check out our Anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash of geeks and goddesses. If you go there, it'll give you a mini bio to let you know of who we are, where else you can listen to the podcast, as well as a link to our Instagram page. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you. Be annoying and chase your dreams and trans rights are human rights. I'll see you guys soon.